Welcome to the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast, presented to you by Hetra University. If you've landed here, you're probably passionate about how horses help people. This podcast is for anyone who helps others experience the benefits of horses or those who have experienced it themselves. If you're in the equine assisted services industry, we're here to help you. If you're here just to learn more, you're in the right place. Welcome to your community of like-minded people where you will hear stories, education, science, and explanations about how what we do is so much more than just a pony ride. And now, from the Hetra campus in Gretna, Nebraska, here's your host, occupational therapist and CTRI, Katie Ott. Okay, well today I have an episode that is geared towards kind of the more administrative side of things, but is really, really important for putting your best foot forward for your program and how you market yourself and advertise. Um, Ultimately, the photos and the videos and the social media and those types of things are really what is drawing the bulk of our participants and, you know, a lot of our donors and how people are investing in us really has to do with our image a lot of the times, I feel like. So today's an important episode to tune into to really start to to improve the quality of that for your center. So before we get going, Erin, why don't you tell me who you are, what you do for Hetra, and why you're qualified to speak on this topic? I'm Erin Bevington. I am the Chief Operating Officer here at Hetra. Um, I've been here for 27 years. Um... And Hetra's branding and image has kind of always been a passion of mine Um, from way back when, when I developed our first logo and decided red was going to be our color, um, which is everybody jokes about, you know, Aaron's just stuck on red and won't let us do any other colors, but I I have branched out a little bit here. So I have lots of hats that I wear here at Hetra, um, mostly administrative, but I am a a CTRI as well as um, I have a degree in equine science. So I have a horse background as well. Um, But Hetra's branding is super important to me. it's it's super important for us to be putting our best foot forward when people are viewing us on social media or in print um, or our video or when we're talking to the, to the public mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Right. We have always, since I started working here, have been so, and I won't say like overly focused because that's that's not that's not what I want to say, but like, it's just really important. Yeah, and I think- Very conscientious about what we're putting out there. Too many people don't, don't, I think, in my opinion, spend the amount of time that they should be on, on some of those marketing type yeah. things. And, and, you know, a lot of, of smaller centers, obviously we have lots of people wearing multiple hats mm-hmm. or very few people wearing multiple hats. So, um, you know, it's hard to focus on something like that, but, but choose a few areas. Like I'm going to do a social media post once a month and, you know, we're going to get a really good website up and going. Um, just make sure those areas that you have time to focus on are the best quality you can make them. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times too on social media, people get so focused on the quantity, like how much they're posting that then the quality of things starts to go down. And I mean, it's important to get stuff out there on a consistent basis to your, your followers or your, you know, whoever your traffic is on whatever platform you're using, but it's really, to me, it's about quality. Absolutely. 100% agree. Quality is so important. And, you know, determine what your rhythm is going to be. And I'm always surprised, like, if we get out of our rhythm, how somebody will reach out to us and say, hey, I I missed this post. Why didn't you post this or that? Mm -hmm. Um, So people do get used to that rhythm. and, And it's okay if you can't post 
once a day or three times a week, like once a week or once a month, whatever you're going to do, just make sure that you're putting your best foot forward when you are making those posts Mm -hmm. and you're putting the time, energy and effort to make them high quality. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how do we improve the quality of what we're putting out there and really making sure that it's the image that you want people to, to see and to really understand as your organization. Because here's the reality. We're horse people. Lots of things happen. Um, horses have personalities. Our participants, our volunteers, our therapists, every, there's a lot of moving pieces that happen. But when you take a photo, it is one second in time. And if someone is going to your website that has never seen your organization, they maybe don't know anything about horses. They don't know anything about what your program is doing. But that one photo, that one second in time is going to leave the impression for them for maybe their, maybe a lifetime, maybe until you get to, you know, have them out for a tour or do something like that. So it's it's important that that unfortunately one second in time is our best one second in time to share with with the world. And I think we're, um, I think we, we have the advantage of over, over a lot of nonprofits where we have the ability to portray what we're doing in imagery. And, you know, we can pull in lots of different people, whether they're interested in helping with somebody with an individual with disability or they're interested in mental health or they're, you know, passionate about horses or animals. Um, but that one image can pull all those pieces together in ways that a lot of other pro- other nonprofits have a hard time, you know, using imagery like portraying. So, portraying yeah. That. So um, I think we have we're fortunate to have that opportunity. Um, but I see so many pictures that get posted on websites or social media that I just cringe at because I'm like, oh, if you just had changed this, or you know, if we had just asked everybody to smile, that picture would have been, mm-hmm. you know, ten times better. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people start to get like, oh, well, that's nitpicky or that's, you know, sometimes horses just carry their ears that way and that's not their fault. And they're not cranky. That's just the way they are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, if you look at a side by side picture of, you know, some, some of those things that you said where the volunteers are smiling or the ears are forward and, you know, the horse looks engaged and, you know, that photo versus one that maybe has a few of those things that aren't that way. Gosh. I know I'm a horse person and I can see that, but I think even to the naked eye, to someone who doesn't understand what we do as programming, it just looks nice. It just looks good. Having everybody looking happy. Like we have a lot of horses that we call just have listening ears or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their ears are flopping out to the side all the time and it's (laughs) so hard to get a really good picture of them. And I think everyone is is taking this with a grain of salt, right? Where it's like, you might look at a picture. How many times have you looked at something on social media and been like, well, geez, look at that horse. It's cranky or something, you know, but we don't know the context. We don't know what it was. But then here we are with this opinion forming in our mind already, even though we know that that's probably not the case. Right. So I just think it's important that we're, you know, we're going to say it over and over, but putting our best foot forward, even if it seems nitpicky, I think that it's it's really putting an image out there for a lasting impression. So um, talk a little bit about how Hetra kind of approaches photos. We have a photo policy. Um, Here at Hetra, we offer uh, loads of different programming, but, you know, most often when we're talking about this, we're talking about like our adaptive writing is happening and our therapy services are happening. Um, Any of our programming can be happening all at one time too. So I think that's important to keep in mind as we talk about 
this this photo policy and social media and how this all plays in. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, a couple years ago, probably about three years ago now, we implemented a, a social media policy and a photo policy. And, and we have signs all over the barn asking people not to take photos. Um, and that's for multiple reasons. Um, number one, we may have a participant in the arena that might be in the foster care system or might be for whatever reason, they don't have a photo release and we do do not feel comfortable taking the chance that a parent is taking a photo of their child and gets a photo of that child in the background. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge risk. So mm-hmm. we had to have a blanket policy, no photos in the barn. Um, we do have offer the opportunity for an instructor or therapist or head or staff to take a photo of a participant if a parent wants one. Um, and then we have a photo approval process. So there are um, four of us on staff that can approve photos. Um, so that staff person would take that picture of that participant and we ask them to take multiple um, and send it to that those one of those four staff. And then um, we give approval and then they can forward that photo onto that parent to utilize um, how they want to. Um, but our volunteers are all aware of that policy as well. There's no photos of the horses in the barn. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it was a hard transition when we first implemented mm-hmm. it because obviously social media is, is very big in our world right now. Um, but the more we explain it, um, you know, it makes sense to people. And um, I think the wording we came up with on our signs that we put around the barn is is um, really helps people understand that due to confidentiality, um, we cannot have photos taken. Right. And I think that's so important. Like I'm an occupational therapist by trade. Obviously, I would never. I would never walk into a clinic or walk into a hospital and just start taking pictures of patients, you know, you know, receiving treatment or whatever. So why would we treat this any different where, you know, people are taking photos and other people are in, you know, therapeutic treatment or in their mental health session or really maybe going through some vulnerable things and someone's out there snapping photos just because we're on a horse and it's really cool unfortunately doesn't mean that, you know, we can allow people to do that. So I think that's another really important piece of that. Um, the other thing too, is that maybe volunteers don't want their faces blasted all over social media either. We have to keep in mind that what we do involves a lot of people, a lot of moving parts and to be cordial to all of those involved. I think that it's a really nice thing that we do. It, it can be a struggle. You know, people walk into the barn, they're coming in for a tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. We always have to tell them, you know, no photos. And we kind of get wide eyes because yeah. everybody takes photos everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's so accessible. Thing that <laughs> I, what? I can't take a picture. But then once we explain it, it's like, OK, that makes sense. Yeah. And we obviously photos and social media, that's the best word of mouth. You know, marketing we can get is for mom or dad to post on their social media how awesome Jimmy is doing in his lessons or session or whatever. Um, we just want to make sure, again, it's our best foot forward, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, other types of marketing things that we use. So there are videos. We can have like press, interviews, that type of stuff. Um, all of that, we want to make sure that we're doing the best we can. So how do we how do we prep for that and how do we make sure that that's happening? Yeah. So um, we do get occasional media requests. Um, we send that through our development director. She's the one that um, initially handles those media requests and then decides who's the best one 
to do that if it's a you know a radio interview what have you um, or if it's a public speaking engagement um, we get requests a lot to come and present to different clubs or groups um, so um, those all kind of filter through our development department initially um, and then we decide you know who from our staff is going to be the best person to go out and do those those presentations or, or speaking engagements um, when we do that obviously we dress professionally we try to wear hetero logoed gear um if we're going out and doing booths so that booth is another thing oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's an that's a whole beast in and of itself um prior to covid we were doing lots and lots of booths and then covid hit and it just died um and now this year all of a sudden we're really seeing the booth requests mm -hmm. coming back um so we have a whole system for when we go out and do booths we have a you know logo tablecloth we have banners we have um, all of our flyers, presentation materials, um, and our marketing person is the one that manages all of that. But, um, you know, when we're going on doing that, we're making sure, again, that we're putting our best foot forward, that we're in Hetero Logo gear when we go out, that um, we're, we're branded everywhere. And so people get sick and tired of seeing our red, but when they see it, they know, they know. it's Hetra. You know, <laughs> they see us at an event, they see our red tablecloth, you know, they know, oh, here, there's Hetra. So, um you know, it, it does, it makes a big difference. One thing that, and I'm a very um, aesthetic person, like even when I'm learning, like I'm a very visual person, visual things are, are huge for me and my brain. <laughs> but mm -hmm. even like if I go to a, a fair or health fair, volunteer fair, whatever it is, and you walk up to a table and they have a bunch of flyers, but all the flyers are like, look a little different, have even like the tech or the font is different on every flyer, you know, every... Yeah. Because each person has their own like style of doing things. So I guarantee you, if I made a flyer that I thought looked good and then Erin made a flyer that she thought looked good, they might both, you know, look good, but they're going to be very different. And so I think that when you walk up to a table or something and everything is very like at least like a little bit uniform, you know, and branded the same, it just it makes a huge difference. It does. It really does. Presentation. It, it makes a big difference when they walk up to that table and it draws people in. Um, and it's very welcoming, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. It bumps up that professional, like that professional lens. Like, ooh, these people got their stuff together. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't. <laughs> even if, <laughs> at even, least we look like we do. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's chaos behind the scenes, at least our, you know, yeah. <laughs> our table looks good. Yeah. Um, but I think a big part of that is that we have um, a marketing uh, marketing director, right? Is um, that what it? Co yeah, coordinator. Coordinator. Yep. And she kind of puts her eyes on on most everything that kind of goes out the door there. And she can kind of look, even if it's just like changing a font or mm -hmm. changing a photo or putting the logo on it, one person is always making that, that check over. And so we know that it's going to be cohesive. Yeah, so even down to like PowerPoint. So we'll have, you know, somebody that's going out to do a presentation at an event um, or at a, at a club, what have you. And, um, you know, one of our staff will put together a PowerPoint. Those PowerPoints all have to be approved by a marketing coordinator before they go out the door and get presented to, again, make sure that we're putting, you know, a consistent message out and our, our branding is all, mm -hmm. all in place. It just makes a big difference. It does. It does. So, you know, that being said, Hetra's a fairly large facility. We have, um, you know, a full-time marketing person. We know not a lot of centers have that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, again, going back to the basics and just making sure you don't have to accept every 
you know, request to go out and do a presentation. You don't have to accept every media request. Obviously, media press are really can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we get asked to be on television for a new spot, like our hits on our social media, our hits on our website, our inquiries for participants like go through the roof. Um, so, but be selective. You know, what what am I going to get out of this event? Like, mm-hmm. this is going to take four hours of my week, two hours of my week, what have you. And I'm a one-man show or I'm a you know five-person show, what have you. Um, what am I going to get out of this? What's going to give me the most bang for my buck? Mm-hmm. And then choose that one thing and then put your best foot forward mm-hmm. and make sure that you have quality materials you're putting out there, that, you know, your branding is there and and you're ready to go. Yeah. And I think the other important part, too, is how are you tracking that, right? Like, how are you how are you judging, I guess, if that is really beneficial? Mm-hmm. How are some ways that Hetra kind of yeah, look at that? Yeah, great, great question. So um, we have a survey that we have our staff do if they go out and do a presentation um, after each time they go out to get an idea, like, how many people did you talk to? How many brochures did you give out? Um, you know, what was the traffic like? What kind of people? people were you talking to? Were they interested in volunteering? Were they interested in, in the horses? Were they interested in participants? So that we can get an idea of, well, we only talked to five people and we sent a person out there for four hours. That's probably not an event we're going to do next year. But then we went to this event and we got 15 volunteers from that. So absolutely, that's something we want to go and do next year. Um, so yeah, absolutely gauging, you know, and sometimes it's trial and error. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, keep track of that and, and make some notes on, on what you're getting your, the biggest bang for your buck. Right. And I think knowing too, like your audience, like we just talked about one, um, in our staff meeting the other day about it was, it's a County fair booth, which are great. I mean, obviously tons of traffic. So you get a little bit of everybody, but the, I think target that we're going for is like volunteers that are maybe ag people or horse people that maybe might be interested in what we do. So we're going to send our volunteer coordinator out there to kind of do some of that interface. Yeah. So and that's a, a week long, you know, some six hour days. We're going to have some volunteers help us with that. And there's a, a cost associated with that booth. But, you know, we feel like there's a lot of potential to really get in some volunteers that have some horse experience. It's going to help fill some of our leader positions. So mm-hmm. it's worth us worth it for us to go and, and spend that amount of time and some money to do that. Yeah. And I mean, here's the other kind of flip side of that coin and why maybe putting, spending some time, putting some effort into your materials and things like that is you never know when you're talking to a donor, Absolutely. right? That's what I was told when I started working here was, um, on our staff review, like year end review, we always do those. And there's like a section that says like donor relations or like that, you know, and the first year I was like, well, I really don't, I really don't know. I don't really talk to donors. That's not part of my job. And then you guys told me everybody, you know, you never know when you're talking to donors until they are one. So, yeah. I mean, it could be a parent, it could be a volunteer. You just never know. You never know. Especially yeah. when you're at a fair or at something like that. I mean, yeah, it could be anybody. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. This episode of the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast is sponsored in part by Equiforce. Equiforce is a database that allows you to track every facet of your organization, from horse, donor, and volunteer management, to scheduling, grant tracking, incident reports, and tracking participant progress, too. This is not a one-size-fits-all setup. Instead, Equiforce personally works with you to learn how your facility functions 
and takes note of your specific terminology so that they can create a unique system to match the needs of your organization. And of course, Equiforce provides an ongoing training and support so that your database can grow with you. Visit them at www.equiforce.com. That's E-Q-U-I-F-O-R-C-E.com. So we have all these wonderful pieces of brochures, flyers. Like, again, we have this full-time marketing person, but a lot of centers don't have access to somebody like that. Mm -hmm. So how how do you get those pieces of materials put together if you don't have a budget for that? Um, go to your local college, um, you know, find an intern or somebody in the graphic design department that would be willing to do a project for you. Um, put a post out on your social media, like mm -hmm. you're looking for somebody that would be willing to donate their time to do some graphic design for you. Um, you just never know who, who might be out there that would be willing to, to do something like that. Um, if you do get somebody to volunteer for you to do those kinds of things, make sure once you're done, well, number one, make sure you set very clear expectations on like deadlines, when you need this done, those kinds of things. Make sure you get all the files from them when it's done so that should they graduate and move or whatever that you have access to that information um, so that you can, again, continue to utilize that and adapt it as you go forward. Right. The hard files, like if someone does something in Photoshop or in, you know, whatever they use, that they send you the working file, not just the PDF so that you can yes. continue to brand from that. Yeah. Even if you don't have Photoshop, get that, that <laughs> file from them yeah. so you can give it to somebody else to continue to customize it. That's right. Let's talk a little about websites. So yeah, let's um, do that. websites are a great way to get your information out there. Um, I come across, I've looked at a lot of websites for a lot of organizations and um, some really great ones and some not so great ones. Um, websites, you know, there's so many tools out there now for, you know, very inexpensive that you can easily do a website on your own. Um, websites are one thing that... I may not recommend that you get a volunteer to help you with. <laughs> I've seen that go wrong so many times. And I've talked to a lot of other centers where, well, you know, my um, executive director's son did our website for us and then he went off to college and now we don't know what, how to do, how to do anything. How yeah. to do anything in there. So um, if you do have somebody help you with that, make sure, again, very clear expectations up front and, and get trained on it because all those algorithms that are happening out there when you're doing searches are a lot of it's based on, you know, doing frequent updates on your website and making sure your information is current. Um, so you, you as an organization need to understand how to update your website yourself um, if, if needed. And we have a service that's paid, right, yes. for our website. Mm -hmm. But are there, so, I mean, are there non-paid options for website? I don't know anything about it. Do they cost money? They, they some of them do, depending on how much customization you want to do. Um, and they can be as little as, you know, 50 bucks a year mm -hmm. to for something fairly simple and basic um, that's easy to, uh, you know, set up and update. And if it's got as little of, you know, like who you are, make sure you have an About Us page. Mm -hmm. I go to the About Us page on our web on websites a lot. Literally, probably every time I go to any website. Yeah, the About Us, and I think it's one page that gets overlooked a lot. Mm -hmm. But make sure that page is current and tells your history, like who you are and where you came from. Um, the other thing that I get really frustrated with websites is is not being able to see who the people are that work there. Mm. <laughs> I love having images. 
at the very least, like a list of who your staff are and contact information. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important to be able to see, you know, here are my staff, here's my board of directors, here's my horses, you know, get some good pictures of your horses so people know who they are. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the pages that I think are getting a, the bulk of the hits on our website. They mm-hmm. want to know who we are and whose works here. And, you know, if you've got a really well-credentialed staff, put that out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let people know we've got these amazing, talented people and they are know what they're doing and make sure people see that. I think that's part of like educating people about what we do too. Like in the about us, like we have that we're a path premier accredited center and you know, these people have these credentials and you know, a lot of that stuff. And I think that adds to the bulk of, of our industry and our, our credibility. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Make sure you're getting all that, all that good information about who you are and how much work you've done and, and let people know, yes, we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people overlook websites because of social media now. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many businesses I look up and like they have a Facebook page, which may or may not be, you know, super updated, but they don't have a website. Yeah. I'm like, how do I get a hold of you people? How yeah. do I, who how, are you? What do I, <laughs> where are you located? You yeah. Know? Yeah. I see that happening more and more. Like people are skipping the website and just doing social media. And, and I agree. I was, I'm like, Where's your website? <laughs> it adds to the professional value of it. I really do believe that. Like if I, if I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting down anybody that has, that has this situation, but like, if I go to a, a Facebook page, say I find a business and they don't have a website, I'm kind of like, uh, are you legit? <laughs> are you legit? Yeah. Do you, are you, how professional are you guys? Right. Um. So I think it's something that's, again, not everybody's opinion, but a good yeah. A good rule of thumb. Absolutely. Well, Petra puts a lot of time um, and energy into into putting our best foot forward. And I think it shows. Um, I would encourage everybody to go over to our website, click around, check it out. Um, we are going to post some things. I'm going to post kind of a, a photo. Can you spot the difference? Which one looks better kind of scenario? Um, something that Hetra does too, which I think is good to, to note is that we do a professional, would you say professional photo shoot every year? Yeah. So we have an amazing photographer who actually started with us when she was a teenager. She's been a volunteer with us for many years, but now she's a professional photographer and she comes out Mm -hmm. multiple times a year and, and does some photo shoots for us. So Mm -hmm. that's where you see a lot of the imagery, um, that we put out on social media on our website is coming from. Um, there's a lot of photographers out there that will donate their time. Um, so organizing a photo shoot is not an easy, (laughs) it, it, it can be a bear. Um, but when people, when we do one of those photo shoots, it's very, very planned out and we have a variety of participants, um, age, gender, trying not to get the same instructors every every photo shoot or therapist. Um, we have everybody in Hetra logo gear. Um, so it, it, there's a lot of work that goes into those, but I think you'll see that when you look at our pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and again, it, it, it shows. It creates a really co- like nice, cohesive look too, because all of those photos are photos photos are filtered the same kind of have the same aesthetic and I think that really add like it boosts that professional yeah. value for sure yeah. 
Um, and the other thing too is that you know when you do those photo shoots, everybody signed releases, everybody is comfortable with being blasted on social media or the website or whatever, and so you can share and use those images as much or as little as you want. Yeah. Um. So the reason we talk we got talking about that is because I'm gonna post um, two photos, maybe one that we chose not to use and one that we you know really love that's similar and you can kind of see the difference between like what really what we think at Hetra makes makes a better impact um so that'll be cool um what about sharing our photo policy or social media policy for patreon people yeah we can absolutely put that out there um we have our social media policy is in every all of our volunteer packet our participant packet you know guests sign that as well as the liability release so everybody's aware when they come in the barn what our social media and photo policy is um so yeah I, we can definitely share that with our patreon customers and then um we're also going to share a, a picture of the signs that we have around the barn mm-hmm. um that just state you know no photos i think the language we came up with that is is really helpful to for people to understand why yeah for sure so if you're not on the not just a pony ride facebook page um run don't walk over there right now i'm going to share those photos and then if you are a Patreon subscriber, look for our social media photo policy um, wording. I'm going to post that over there. Patreon, if you don't remember, is that paid subscription that we have. So for just five bucks a month, you get access to tons of perks, administrative stuff like this, um, a free webinar every month, our networking call, a bunch of other stuff. So it's a pretty unique, unique platform. If you head over there, I'll put that link in the show notes below. Well, before I let you go, I didn't even prep her with this question, folks. <laughs> if you could give your young professional self some advice, what would it be and why? I would say to trust the process, to trust yourself, that you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, I think there's been many years where we've taken a lot of leaps here at Hetra and not known what the outcome was going to be. Um, there's been a lot of leaps of faith. Um, so there's been a lot of times where I'm, I'm not a super, um, one to take a lot of risks. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like to plan things out and know exactly where I'm going and what's happening. Um, but sometimes the best things happen because you take that leap of faith or because you take a risk. And so, um, I probably tell myself to take more risks, (laughs) even though I'm still hesitant to do it (laughs) because that's, what's gotten us here today is, is taking those risks and, and. Um, jumping off those cliffs from time to time. That's right. If you just spend your whole life doing things that are comfortable, it's kind of hard to grow, isn't it? Absolutely. Speaking of that, we did do a podcast. Um, I think it's called Leaps of Faith. Yeah. And it was, um, it's you, Edie, and Catherine, three of our our founding, pretty much, Hetra, Hetra staff. And they gave some really good advice in that episode, too. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today, Erin. I know you're busy, busy, so I appreciate your time and we'll see you again on the show soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode. Until the next one launches, stay connected to our community by joining the Not Just a Pony Ride Facebook group. There we share exclusive educational content, answer your questions, and review new and exciting developments for the EAS community. Don't forget, if you have suggestions for future episode topics or a lead on a great guest that you think our audience would enjoy, click on the link in the show notes 
or visit us at hetrauniversity.org. This podcast is presented by Hetra University, an educational arm of the Heartland Equine Therapeutic Writing Academy. Hetra University's mission is to provide high-quality educational offerings to our participants and the EAS community. If you'd like to help us work toward our mission, you can make a donation by visiting us online at hetra.org. Again, I can't thank you all enough for helping Hetra change lives one stride at a time.